welcome to the Fandom Meta Show with your host, Anthony Ergo, aka Ruin the Man Baby. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Fandom Mena Show. So on today's episode, we've got a chap called Stephen Wayne. He is a valued and much-loved member of the Fandom Menace, known as Stephen the Illustrator. And he's, I guess, most famous for an image he put together, hashtag missed opportunities, which was retweeted by Mark Hamill and had tens of thousands of retweets and caused a bit of a stir within the fandom. We'll be talking about that. We'll also be talking about our shared love of Return of the Jedi. We'll be talking Ewoks growing up with the prequels. We'll be getting into Rogue One and how we love it, but also how there's parts of it we hate. We'll then talk about abuse of the fans and the usual features, the Man Baby Challenge and the Star Wars interview and a surprise Ryan Johnson cameo in The Last Jedi. All of that on The Phantom Menace Show. Okay, so today's guest is a very valued member of the Fandom Menace. He's a guy who sent out a tweet earlier this year, which went viral, caused a real stir on both halves of the fandom. And it was something that was retweeted by Mark Hamill. We're going to talk about it in just a second, but let me introduce Stephen, the illustrator. Stephen, how are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing, Anthony? Uh, really good, really good. And I'm so pleased to have you on here. And I want to get straight into it because the tweet you sent out just caused such a stir. It went absolutely viral. I remember we we, we did a live stream, um, I think the day it went out, just to get some reaction to it. And at the time, we were just watching the, the retweets and the likes just skyrocket. It was ridiculous. But rather than me explain to everyone what it is and how it came about, please you uh you tell us the story behind the the famous tweet yeah so um yeah i just made this um the simple picture just a little photoshop uh image of of the original trilogy uh heroes you know and i put them together in the millennium falcon and it was just an idea i had um it was like right after the episode nine trailer dropped and you know i got that little bit of footage of uh lando in, in the falcon and, you know, just like, oh, I can use that. And then, you know, I just got some other images of the other characters from some uh, deleted scenes from uh, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. And I just threw it together. You know, I just figured some people would like it. It would be something fun. It was just something that I wanted to see, something I think a lot of us wanted to see in the um, sequels that we never got. You know, just a reunion, even just one scene of the, you know, the old heroes. And, yeah, I put it together, posted it. I think I went to sleep, I woke up the next day and it had like 2,000, 3,000 likes and it just kept going and going and going like for, for the whole week. And then at the end of the week, it was like, thought it started to die down. And then <laughs> then Mark Hamble, he posted it on his page and they went on for another week and he got like, <laughs> it was like 70,000 likes on it. It just, it just, you know, blew up and, you know, there were like YouTube videos about it and articles about it everywhere. And it's just, it was crazy, you know? Um, but, you know, for me, it was just, <laughs> it was just, a, it was just a little picture I made for fun. You know, I didn't expect that. So. Oh, it, it was absolutely crazy. And, and, you know, it, it struck such a chord with both halves of the fandom. So for our half of the fandom, the fandom menace and, and the people who pay homage to the George Lucas vision and, you know, love the original characters and didn't get to see them on screen together at all. You know, sadly, Han Solo character was killed off in The Force Awakens, Carrie passed away, that opportunity's gone. But then you gave us it, you gave us this visual in the cockpit, there's Leia and Han and Lando, who we knew was going to figure in in Episode Nine, you know, and and, and Luke um, as as portrayed in the Last Jedi, and, and they're all there together, and it, it just it was such a fantastic image. And then, like you say, Mark Hamill tweeted it out with the infamous hashtag "Missed Opportunities," and I think that is what really stirred the pot because pro Disney fans, they I guess felt it was it was some kind of slight or. or, or or, or insult maybe what do you think yeah I, that, that was something i didn't expect and yeah a lot, <laughs> a lot of people took it personally they took it as 
as an insult. Um, you know, I saw all kinds of comments uh, about it being, you know, it's not, you know, it's not their movie. You know, it's not, it's about the new characters and, yeah. you know, like people were saying that Mark was disrespecting the new actors and, and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, none of that was true, you know? And then, I mean, you know, you had some people um, saying that, oh, uh, the artist who did that is alt-right and, and this and that and all this nonsense. Oh. And just, you yeah. know, it just got ridiculous, you know? But I think, like, I guess you could say pro-Disney fans, they were already had some problems with Mark Hamill, you know, because, you know, he voiced his opinions about the sequels, about his regrets and, and things like that, about disagreements he had with uh, Ryan on uh, The Last Jedi. And so, I don't know, that was just like the big, <laughs> they just took it as a, as a big slap in the face, <laughs> I guess, for some reason. And it's like, no, it's just, it's just what we wanted to see. We didn't get to see it. So that's all it was, but. I actually do think that there is some, that there can be some middle ground. You know, we've we've got the real extremes of the fandom who just go at it, but the majority of the people I interact with in the fandom menace, they're not unreasonable people. They're not, you know, aggressive, hateful people. They just they're very passionate about Star Wars, and they care a lot. And exactly, that's that can only be a good thing. You know, it's it's so it, it should never be undervalued to have such loyal, passionate fans. You know, people who've followed this for for years or decades even and yeah and then you've got the kind of newer generation of fans who as you say that they kind of they support this idea that disney seems to be one by one systematically kind of retiring replacing or or outright killing off all all our old characters and (laughs) you know and and in some ways i think we knew we're not unrealistic we all didn't think we're going to get three, four, five, six films of Luke and Han and Leia, we, we kind of knew that at some point those characters were going to meet their end. But it's about how it's done. And I think that's been maybe one of the biggest problems, you know, the handling of the older characters. Would you agree right. with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and, and that was another criticism when people saw that picture and they were like, you know, it's not their trilogy, and it's like, well, that's that wasn't the point. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't to say that we wanted a movie or wanted a trilogy with just the old characters. The point was how you treated them, and how you treated the fans, and how you kind of like took everybody for granted, and just oh, we'll just throw these characters out there, kill them off, and then we'll put another character in the next movie and kill them off. And it's just like, you know, it just shows a just like a lack of respect, I guess, you know, for for the fans and for the characters. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And we're all now, as as we kind of head towards episode nine, which is only a matter of months away, we're all now bracing ourselves like, right, who's, who's getting the chop in this film? And it's, it's you know, <laughs> it's looking like Lando, Paul Lando is going to take one for the team. But, you know, and it, <laughs> it just shouldn't be. That's not how we should be approaching the next Star Wars film, wondering which of our favorite characters is, is going to be killed off. And yeah, maybe he won't be. Maybe they will subvert our expectations, as a uh, right. famous director once said. <laughs> but uh, so, look, tell me, you know, what's your background with Star Wars? How did you first get into it? What's your first memory of it? I grew up in the 80s, right? But I wasn't old enough to see any of the original movies in the theater. So, Star Wars was just something that was just always there. For me, you know, it's just something I grew up with. So I, I don't even remember maybe the first time I'm actually watching them, except maybe Empire Strikes Back. I think I remember watching that and I was like maybe four or something. <laughs> so it was just, uh, yeah, it was just the part of the culture, you know, when I grew up. It was just something we all grew up with. And, you know, as a kid, like actually Return of the Jedi was my favorite movie. I watched that all the time. Yes. Now, every time it came on TV, I always watched it like, over and over again. I've, I think I've seen that more than any other Star Wars movie. You know, it, it died down in, I think, like the early 90s and kind of came back when, you know, Lucas did the, the um, special editions and stuff. I kind of uh, got back into Star Wars then. Yeah. And I've just been kind of like a big fan since I was a kid. But, yeah, I got back into it when I was a teenager, I would say. Uh, with the special editions and of course the prequels and stuff you know that's I'm just a fan and you know I'm an artist so sometimes I do <laughs> art with Star Wars characters that I like it's always been there I guess hasn't it you know even though it, it's kind of come and gone and there's been 
those years where we, we didn't get a lot of content, it's always kind of been there. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a little older than you, but yeah, basically I didn't go see him in the cinema either. I was a little too young. I'm, I'm also probably like you, the Return of the Jedi, I've got the most fondness for. This is the point I really want to make to Last Jedi Defenders. It's fine if you like Last Jedi. That's absolutely fine. I like Return of the Jedi probably because I there was the film like you I watched the most and most fond for. But I will not sit here and say it's without flaws. It's not a perfect film. It's probably not even, although it's maybe my favourite, it's probably not the best Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I accept some of, the, some of the flaws in it, but I still love it. Now, if people took that attitude at The Last Jedi, I don't think we'd have this huge division in the fandom, but there just seems this you cannot say anything negative about Last Jedi. And I guess it all stems from the director. But, you know, going back to to Return of the Jedi, the film we were most fond of. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on the Ewoks then? Give it to me. Are you a fan of the Ewoks? Do you look back and think, oh, I'm not sure? You know, it, it's weird because I loved the, the Ewoks when I was a kid. Yeah. Right. And I, I honestly didn't even know people had a problem with it until like way <laughs> later in life. I was like, huh, what is this? And I found out there's like this whole, you know, this whole group of fans who just like hate the Ewoks. And I was like, huh? Like, I always loved them when I was a kid, you know. I guess now that I'm older, I can look back on it. And, I, you know, I, I can see where it's a little, maybe a little too cutesy for, you yeah. know, for some fans. But even then, I think it's still, I think it's still fine. It's, um, you know, they, they don't ruin the movie for me or anything like that. Um, uh, but like I said, I mean, I, I liked them when I was a kid, so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm the same. I mean, I even watched the, the, the kind of, I guess, the spin-off, if you like, the, the, the Ewok adventure movies. And, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I watched the movies. I watched the cartoons. I had that. I had Wicked. That was like uh, my first Star Wars figure when I was a kid. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I knew I knew all the names and everything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, when I was a kid, I loved it. So Yeah, you, you just kind of go with it. But I guess looking back as an adult, I mean, the things I think where I think, oh, yeah, it is it's slightly pushing the, the limits of believability. It's, it's, I guess, where the fighting off stormtroopers with effectively just sticks and rocks yeah, <laughs> and the stormtroopers yeah. you know fully armed up with uh, scout walkers and the rest of it but yeah it's a kids film we were kids at the time and we went with it but thinking of some of the more memorable if you like things in, in Return of the Jedi I mean for me a lot of people criticize the opening sequence they say oh you could take that out of the movie and it still works but the whole Jabba's palace just awesome I just love that first 30 minutes of the film oh, yeah. um you know the 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 rescue of han and the um the the fight at the the pit of carcoon and wow what an opening 30 i just love that <laughs> um yeah yeah you know it's funny it's like there's a, there's so many elements like recognizable elements of star wars that all come from return of the jedi and people don't realize it. it's like you think that movie that's where you get you know jabba that's where you get the emperor that's where you get the Red Guards, that's where you get all these elements that it all came from that one movie. You know, it wasn't in it wasn't in uh, New Hope, it wasn't in Empire Strikes Back. So it's like I think it's in a lot of ways today it's like underrated as far as like being an iconic Star Wars movie, but you know, everybody has a criticism about it. <laughs> yeah, and I agree on the underrated. I think it had a tough act to follow, didn't it? It, it, it was following yeah. on from Empire, and Empire is almost universally accepted as probably the, the greatest Star Wars film. You know, it's the highest ranking on IMDb, and it's probably an area where the two halves of the fandom would, would generally agree. I know maybe some people on the other half will put Last Jedi as the best film ever yeah. but uh, <laughs> but yeah most people's you know reasonable people would say that look empire is is yeah in terms of story and and cinematography and um you know the the, the character development and that that real kind of down notes that it left us on at the end yeah. uh, as well as some absolutely fantastic scenes i mean cloud city and the battle of Hoth, oh, yeah. incredible so moving on from the originals uh, what's uh, you, you mentioned it briefly, but what what was your experience of the, the prequels? Then you would have been, I guess, at an age where you would have seen those in the cinema. Yeah, I was a teenager when the prequels came out. I think I was eighteen or nineteen when Phantom Menace came out, and 
that was like when I really got back into <laughs> Star Wars and just became like a big fan, you know, it's like being a kid again. And, you know, just especially that, that whole year leading up to the Phantom Menace, it was, you know, it was crazy. It was, you know, everybody's all excited about it. And it was really like, I think there was a sense of, I think people like maybe me and my generation, we kind of missed the major hype with the original trilogy when it was released. We kind of felt yeah. like, oh, this, we're going to get our own, you know. And then, you know, I mean, I liked that the prequels, they weren't as good as I thought they'd be. They weren't great, but. I accepted them for what they for what they were, and I like them. They not as good as the originals, but uh, you know, still some of my favorites. So I, I guess you you know if you're if you're looking at the the th- the three trilogies, I know mm-hmm. we're yet to get the the final chapter of the Disney trilogy, the sequel yeah. trilogy. But if you're looking at the three trilogies, I'm I'm guessing that you're putting the um, original top and the prequel second and then yeah the sequel trilogy is that your kind of rough order i know films may move about within the um yeah yeah definitely you know i'm <laughs> i'm not even sure i would even put the sequel trilogy in the same category <laughs> you're decanonizing <laughs> it <laughs> you know maybe rogue one but um <laughs> Yeah, now Rogue One's an interesting one because it it does seem to be the one that, as I talk to people within the fandom menace, there's there's the most love for, or, or certainly you know the more it gets more praise than most of the other movies. Um, I'm I'll hold my hands up. I I am one of the ones who did like the Force Awakens. I loved it. In fact, when it first came out, I think I was undoubtedly just swept up with the whole idea that star wars was back and you know i was getting the nostalgia and we had han solo and since then obviously i I know what comes next which is the last jedi and i know how the story progresses and it it does affect my you know how i look back at it but i did i did like the force awakens but rogue one i've i've watched it multiple times now and each time i do really enjoy it i think again not perfect very choppy opening 20 30 minutes where we're moving from planet to planet and we're getting just one two minute scenes with people but when it gets going yeah and that last kind of 30 40 minutes the battle and in particular the vader scene whoa it just blew me away yeah yeah same here it's like that that movie yes it's 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 weird because it's like there's parts about it that i hate and there's parts about it that i love and it's it's almost like you can cut the movie in half. It's like yeah. two different movies, you know. And like that last half of the movie is definitely, you know, that's like it's just perfect. You know, it's great. Yeah, the beginning, it's a lot of, it just feels kind of lost. It's all over the place, and you know, the character development isn't really there. And I think there's a lot of things they could have done with it that would have made it a lot better. But but yeah, that last half is just like it's like perfect. It's just like it felt that movie feels like it was made by someone who really understood star Wars as far as the, just the feel of it. It felt like a star Wars. Yeah, movie. It and really it did. Yeah. It doesn't just feel like a, like a shallow copy, like some movies. I mean, they, they, you're right. They got the, the tone, like the visual tone. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, you know, part of the way they did that is they actually used some original footage from some of the trench run footage and, um, and they intercut that with some of the, again, the, the um, space battle footage in Rogue One. And so we're actually able to see uh, pilots who will then feature in the next film, which oh, would yeah. be A New Hope, which is a genius move. You know, that yeah. worked really well. Yeah, um, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to like about it. So what, you know, you, you said the, you, you know, the stuff you love, the stuff you hate. What was the stuff you hate out of interest? The characters, you know, it just felt like there wasn't enough time spent on the character development yeah. you know, individually. And then plus just how they work together as a team. It just didn't, it just didn't feel right. It just felt like everything was kind of thrown together. You know, I, I went in expecting this to be like a movie where they all had their own little specialty, like a, like a heist movie and they were going to go steal the Death Star plans and stuff like that would have been great, you know, and you have all these different characters who maybe they don't get along at first and then they, they work together by the end, you know, something more like along the lines of like um, a new hope was, but when you see the actual movie, it's like, uh, they're all (laughs) 
the characters are kind of uh, boring in a way. And I mean, just to me, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I get that. I mean, you're right. There was there was really no time, was there, to develop such a big cast of characters? You know, and there was a lot of characters, and that was one of the points of the movie. You know, it was this, you know. Uh, sort of ragtag band going up against the empire but because we had that kind of second half of the film and uh, there was so much to do it left just 45 minutes to to introduce all the characters and get to know them and i'm just wondering would it have worked better as a series a tv series you know with hindsight i wonder if it may have been better Mm. Uh, uh, you know they've got this disney plus coming along and it and i know there's a cassian andor i believe there's a cassian andor series in development but i'm just yeah. trying to think of rogue one you know having the time to properly develop the characters you know how how good would that have been over like an eight ten episode series where they've got eight ten hours rather than kind of squeezing it all into right. two yeah. yeah that might be but, part of the yeah that might be part of the problem that that could have been um i think that could have worked Especially these days, you know, a lot of these shows have very, uh, like, cinematic, and they look great. And it's like, yeah, you you could make a TV show, but then I think that's another problem. I feel like they just really, you know, once they got a hold of the Star Wars license, they just rushed to get like, just get stuff out. You know, they didn't take the time to really, to really maybe think about it. It's just like, hey, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get a movie out. And just throw something together, and that's how it kind of felt. You know, it felt rushed. And uh, yeah, I think it could have worked as a TV TV series. Probably still could. It would have to be like a prequel to the prequel or something. But... Well, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's the one thing that I really admire about Rogue One is that they made that bold choice to, well, effectively kill all the characters off at the end. And you know, some would say, well, they had to because none of them could possibly feature in, you know, in, in the, net, the the follow-on films. But I thought that was quite a bold choice, you know, and and the way they did it in, in the main was was pretty good and. You know, the Disney movies today, I would rate uh, Rogue One most highly, even though it didn't have that, you know, that elation that I had for Force Awakens and that yeah. whole Star Wars is back. But right. looking back sort of critically and objectively, uh, I, I watched it recently, Rogue One, and, and enjoyed it. So let's move on to the two Disney episodic movies that we've had so far. So The Force Awakens and... Uh, the Last Jedi. So first of all, The Force Awakens. Um, what was your experience of that? Your very first experience? So yeah, I think we talked about this before. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it. You know, it's like I. I don't know. I had bad feelings about it. Um, you know, no, no pun intended. Nice quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when I first saw like uh, the first trailers, and you know, I saw a lot of people really excited over it, but I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, I got a, I have a feeling where this is going, you know. And so when I saw the movie, I was like, yeah, yeah, I knew, <laughs> I knew they were gonna go that route as far as um, you know, with the main hero and you know, um, just how she was portrayed is kind of like you know, like perfect character and it's just like uh, you know but I, I was willing to give it a shot but it just felt like an okay movie you know i didn't hate it but i didn't love it and i just thought it was kind of mediocre and you know there's stuff in it i just really hated you know as far as how they kind of like to me it felt like it kind of like erased the original trilogy as far as the accomplishments of the original trilogy and kind of just like redid it over and it was like it kind of makes the ot pointless you know it's like well what was it all for because it's just because yeah you know, we, we, we're basically starting again <laughs> it was yeah, uh, yeah. you know we they, they've defeated the empire we had the celebration on endor it was all you know we, we all kind of left the, the movie at the end of Return of the Jedi, thinking our oh, heroes go off and all live happily ever after, and then we're back to where we were. We've got instead of the the Empire, we've got the First Order, and yeah, the, I I totally get that that aspect of it. So yeah, and I never um you know, and I never hated anybody else for for liking it. It's like I get it. It's just you know sometimes it's just like hit or miss, and like for me, it just didn't. I mean, I I liked the ending. I liked seeing Luke and the you know the rose. I was like, I was like, oh wow, that was like amazing. And then I think later it kind of dawned on me. It's like, wait a minute, they killed 
like, oh, we're never going to see Han and Luke reunited, you know? It was like, it didn't hit me when I first watched it till later. And it, then that kind of made me mad when I thought about it. I mean, this this is this is really interesting because this may be where we differ. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I still have a fondness for it. I still like The Force Awakens, even though because of what comes next, I, I can't really, you know, rewatch it and, and be excited or, uh, you know, enjoy it in the same way as I, as I first did. But definitely the one thing which, you know, I think even after The Force Awakens, generally speaking, the fandom was on. You know, we, we had different opinions and so on, but I, I, I didn't sense the huge rift in the fandom at that point. I think it then came after The Last Jedi. Is that yeah. is that the feeling you got? Yeah, I, like I said, I didn't, you know, I saw some disagreements after The Force Awakens, and, you know, I think I was on more of the side of those who had issues with it, but it wasn't, I didn't really see any, like, hate between, you know, like after The Last Jedi, where people were being, oh, if you didn't like it, you're a Nazi. And it's like, what? It's just a movie. Like, what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> but, this, yeah, this is the thing, and this is this is how ridiculous it got. And, and I guess when it's led by Lucasfilm employees and yeah. right from the top, the director himself, and he refuses to acknowledge any criticism that his movie is anything other than perfect. There's, a, You know, this isn't me making this up. There's, a, there's an interview with Ryan Johnson where the interviewer posed him a question, do you accept any of the criticism? You know, do you wish you'd done anything differently? And he outright just says, no, no. And, and I think Mark Hamill sat right next to him when he says this, and Mark almost rolls his eyes. And I, I've got a theory that as, as bad as The Last Jedi was, and we're going to get into that in a moment, but I actually think it, it wasn't necessarily the movie on its own which caused the big rift in the fandom. It was all the fallout afterwards and the way that was handled by Disney, Lucasfilm, and Ryan Johnson and so on. Right. I think if he'd have kind of come out afterwards and said, well, look, and you know, a lot of people seem to like it, but I, I can obviously see a lot of people didn't. No, maybe there's one or two things we could have done differently. I think if he did took that approach, it would have really took the sting out. And I think people would still have disliked it, but I think we'd have been kind of like, you know, okay, well, let's see what the next one brings. I just, I don't think, but he, he took a really just an antagonistic approach and, you know, and, and that then fueled the, the pro Disney fans to, like you say, call us, well, it's written on my T-shirt, man babies oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and uh, sexist, racist, and uh, you name it. We, we, we were labeled it. And this is what this 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 podcast, this show is about. I want to give uh, voices to the people in the fandom menace because all the people I interact with are great people. I'm not so naive to think that there's not bad apples within the fandom menace. There's, there's bad apples in, in every community and any group of people but the vast majority are just passionate star wars fans where we differ from maybe the other half of the fandom is we're not just willing to consume anything and everything with the lucasfilm logo on it we're going to demand good stories good movies and i don't think we're getting that from disney right so you know so it's definitely the last jedi which you know which really caused the rift and maybe created the fandom menace and, and created this division so Obviously, you didn't like The Force Awakens, so going into The Last Jedi, I guess you're hoping for an improvement? You know, I still had hope, I guess you could say, right? <laughs> like, like, okay, they, they, maybe you could, they could fix it. You know, they can do something. And, you know, and like when I went to see the movie, you know, I had no, I hadn't seen any reviews. I hadn't seen anything about it. I just like avoided everything completely. So I just went in completely fresh. And, you know, I'm sitting there watching the movie and I was just like, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> you know, it's like, like I said, The Force Awakens, you know, it was, I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. It was like, okay, it was a, it was an action movie. I, I didn't find it really memorable. There's stuff they did I didn't like. But with The Last Jedi, it was just like, it was just like unbelievable. I mean, the jokes, the, the like right, right off the bat, the Luke throwing the lightsaber is like, are you kidding me? Like, and it just, it got to the point where the movie just felt like it was like intentionally trolling the fans, like trolling the audience. Like you're being like personally insulted. And it's like, like it's written by somebody who just didn't, either didn't get it, didn't understand it, Star Wars, or just didn't care or what. I don't. I just left confused and 
And like you said, like it's like my brother liked The Force Awakens, and I didn't. Right. right? We both hated The Last Jedi, so that was like something everybody could agree on. It's like no, this movie was terrible. It it just treated the characters terribly, and just as a movie in and of itself, it just wasn't a good movie. The way it was written didn't make sense. The plot didn't, you know, there was no logic to it. It's just, it just wasn't a good uh, movie. And then the pushback from people, that was like really, that, I think that's what really got people angry. It's like, oh, you're a sexist, you're a racist, you're this and that. And it's like, no, I'm just, I'm just, you know, pointing out valid points. It's like, and that really just kind of, um, like you said, it came from the top. Top down, it was Ryan, and it was there were some other Lucasfilm employees, and it just just threw gas on the fire, and it just it just made things worse, and I think it really put everybody in a bad place, you know, where we are kind of right now, where it's just like all this antagonism, and and, and it just wasn't necessary, you know. Yeah, I think if Ryan yeah. came out and if they had said, okay, well, you know, I'm sorry, if, you know, if you didn't like it, it's okay. It, different opinions but no they no they insulted people who didn't like the movie and that just made it worse so yeah and, and like i said when it happens from the top it filters down and then that gives ammunition to you know all the people who follow him and uh, on twitter and you know social media is like it just goes crazy but yeah i think that's uh we can all agree the the, the fandom menace was born out of the fallout of the last jedi and um yeah. you know and, and it, it it's still Ongoing today, you know, we, we, we're still here. I think it was only a, a couple of weeks ago. Ryan Johnson's still tweeting, calling fans racist trolls, and right. you know, it's it's ridiculous. I'm, you mentioned it earlier, and you, you said about Ray being the perfect character, and there is absolutely no doubt about it. She is a Mary Sue character. She has no character arc. Right. Uh, you know, she faces no adversity. There's no development. We don't see a fail, and therefore we can't empathize with her. We don't root for her. They are just facts, and whether you, if you if you don't accept that, that's fine. But that that that's that's on screen for everyone to see. Right. Not liking Ray does not make us sexist or women haters, yeah. misogynist. It's just a character. Um, I happen to really like Daisy Ridley. Um, I think she could do a great job given, you know, the right script and so on. And and they also forget the, the female characters that we really love within Star Wars. Like Leia is one of the most popular characters. If we were really, truly misogynist, why would we have such fondness for Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia? Uh, you know, and that extends to many other characters across many other movies when you think of films like Alien and... Alina. So wonderful. Alita, Alita, Battle Angel, yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's been so many, and but no, they hone in on the fact that, oh, if you don't like the character of Rey, it's because you don't like females in Star Wars, and that could not be further from the truth. You know, and then it extends to, if we look at Rose Tico, Rose Tico is a terrible character, but, but me saying that has nothing to do with the fact it's played by Kelly Marie Tran, and it doesn't have anything to do with the fact of her nationality or origin or race it's just i'm purely focusing on the character as written on the page and as shown on screen and i made the point in one of my recent videos you know if you're now telling us we have to like certain characters because they're female or because they're a certain race then that's actually racist (laughs) (laughs) to say you know to say you you have to like this character because they're an ethnic minority or you have to like this character because it's a they're female you know if we really got to this point it's just ridiculous and i think this is where we we differ in the fandom you know and and characters like tico and and i would throw in holdo in there and i'm not just picking on female characters you know there's some of the truly terrible characters i mean uh, i love um Benicio del Toro, but the the character DJ was just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, agree. So yeah, it's you know the Last Jedi. You are right. It's where we all we'll certainly outside the fandom all come together, and we might disagree on Force Awakens and Rogue One and, and other things, but we all pretty much universally agree that uh, the Last Jedi was a flop. But thinking ahead to the final one in that trilogy, mm-hmm. so Episode Nine. It is just a few months away. Where's your head at? What are you thinking? Are you 
Are you looking forward to it? Are you going to see it? Are you, have you got any hope left they can redeem this trilogy? Oh, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm firmly in. <laughs> I'm at the point now where I, I literally don't care anymore. Oh. Because I feel like they can't, you can't fix what's been done. Even even if episode nine is good, I mean, I think it would be a miracle if they could somehow fix what they, you know, what they've done with the previous movies. And I'm at the point where, yeah, I'm going to see it, but I want to see it um, kind of like ironically, you know, <laughs> I just want to <laughs> see it, see what a mess it's going to be, see, uh, you know, like watch the car, <laughs> you know, watch the car wreck. Yeah. Like That's it. where I'm at now. So, you know, it, I mean, I mean, we'll see. It, it might be good. If it's good, then then it's good. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't trash a movie just for like personal reasons. If it's good, I'll say it's good, but I doubt it. I mean, just everything I've seen so far and what I've heard so far is just like, ugh. even with the trailer, you know, I was just like, it just feels like more of the same, you know? It's like, because like one point I made like as soon as I saw the trailer was like so they really have just made Ray, she's the new Luke Skywalker. Like Luke Skywalker is just he was he was a guy, he was a myth. But Ray is the savior. She's gonna save the galaxy. She's gonna rebuild the Jedi. She's gonna restore the Republic. And it's like, see that's what irritates me. You know, it's like you don't have to destroy the original trilogy just to make this one look good. You don't have to destroy Luke to make Ray look good, but that's what they're doing. You know, it's because they don't, they don't have any other ideas. <laughs> you know, all yeah. they can do is like remake the originals and that's just like their compromise of how they do it. It's like, well, we have to make everything else irrelevant now so we can do our new Disney version. So it's like, to me, the, to me, the sequels just feel like a big remake, you know, like a kind of a lazy has- yeah, and and you know you made a great point there. The, the, it's it seems to be a common thing where to make a female character strong and independent, they have to be putting down a male character. And sometimes right. physically, you know, we see um, we say Poe getting slapped in the Last Jedi. We see Ray, Flora, and Luke. You know, it feels as though that's the only way they can think of. Oh, well, we'll, we'll show the female is strong because she's you know, putting down the male character. And it's, there's other ways of doing it. You know, we think of Ripley in Alien, you know, how strong a character she was. And she didn't do it by ridicule and mocking or, you know, physically assaulting right. uh, male characters. It was many other ways. So, yeah, I, I totally agree on that one. But, um, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm with you. I think I've got maybe a slim, very slim hope that, uh Maybe JJ can do something, but it it just seems such a big, such a big thing to try and overcome. Uh, it's you know, it, Luke's been killed off. They can't they can't bring back Luke. Uh, and I think it, you know we now know if 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 we're going to see him at all, it'll be very briefly, and it'll be as a Force ghost. And that's just you know, it's not what we signed up for. <laughs> right, right, but, exactly. But we'll know in a few months. We will know, and uh, maybe you'll feel so devastated by it all. You'll you'll, come <laughs> over, you'll 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 put solo on just to cheer you up. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but we will see. Okay. Well, look, it's now that part in the show where uh, I introduce a friend of ours, ruin the man baby, and you're about to face the man baby challenge. Are you ready oh, for boy. your man baby challenge, Stephen? That's right. Let's go. Let's do it, okay. It's time for the Man Baby Challenge. Right, uh, hello there, Ruin the Man Baby here. So, it's another Man Baby Challenge, and this time we have Stephen the Illustrator. Now, Stephen, I'd like to explain the rules to you of the Man Baby Challenge, because I know you're part of the fandom menace, you don't understand my perfect movie so i'll have to speak very slowly and explain very carefully okay so firstly the idea is ruin will ask 10 questions 
and they will all be about the last jedi now this is a test to see if you are either a shill in which case you'll get them all right or a man baby in which case you'll get them all wrong now i know you're part of the fandom menace steven so i'm sure you'll want to get them all wrong yes. and be part of the <laughs> Yes, I thought so. Part of the man baby gang. So let's see how you do. Obviously, for every one you get right, we'll give you 10% and we'll see what your percentage score is at the end. Are you ready, Stephen? I'm ready and nervous. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Question number one. What hand does Ray hold up in the mirror cave scene? Oh. Uh... <laughs> I told you it would be difficult. <laughs> Uh, oh no! <laughs> uh, I believe it's her right hand. <laughs> it's correct. You're a, you're a shill. You've, you've given me the right answer. Oh, so you're now ten percent shill, Stephen. Let's see oh, how no. many more we can squeeze out of you. So <laughs> this can't be good. <laughs> question two: How many Praetorian guards did Ray kill? Was it three or four? Wow, I don't know this one. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> I remember, I remember one. I didn't even realize it was maybe even three. So, three. It was three. You're oh, correct no. again. You're twenty percent sure. Two out of two. Oh, I should have said four. <laughs> At this rate, Stephen, we'll get you some tickets to Star Wars Celebration. Okay. Question number three: How much screen time does C three PO have? Is it? Three minutes, 30 seconds, or two minutes, 30 seconds? I'm going to say two minutes. Correct. Three for three. You truly are a last Jedi fanatic. I am very grateful for your sound knowledge. You've obviously watched my movie multiple times, which is very interesting. Okay. Moving on, you're going to have to hand back your Fandom Menace card, Stephen. Number four, what was the original opening scene in The Last Jedi? Was it A, Kylo being treated by medical droids, or was it B, Finn in the Bacta suit? Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, I know the answer. It was Finn. Finn in the suit. Correct. This is <laughs> remarkable. You're, you've got four out of four. Oh, no. Ah, yeah, at this rate, you'll be in next year's Shill Wars, Stephen. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Number five. What was, what was Ryan Johnson's favorite set? Was it A, Acto, or was it B, The Throne Room? <laughs> oh... I don't know, but knowing him, I would probably say the throne room. Correct again. <laughs> you've, you've got them all right. This is oh, no. remarkable. Okay, so well, we're, half, we're over halfway through now, and let's let's press on. Which style of shooting does Ryan Johnson prefer? So, as we know, he's a fine director, an auteur. Uh, does he prefer a the steady cam or b the dolly moves? Very technical hmm. terms. I don't know. I'd probably say the steady cam. Are you telling me you didn't watch the documentary about how I shot the film? I mean, no, I did not. <laughs> Thank you you the said one... the steady cam. It's the wrong answer. Oh, okay. At last, you've <laughs> redeemed yourself somewhat, but you're still 50% chill oh, so no. far. So, moving on. Number seven. Did the layer hologram scene used the original plate from a new hope uh, no no is the wrong answer okay. he actually did use the original plate so you stay on 50 percent shill mm-hmm. maybe you can uh, hang on in there number okay. eight how many days did ryan johnson work with maz canata actress lupita nyongo was it a one or B nine. Sounds what? like a sounds like a, dr- a droid. A one B nine. Yeah. Uh, well, she was barely in the movie. <laughs> oh, so, 
<laughs> she was there for like a second or something, so probably one day. Correct. Yes, know. you're back on the scoreboard. Sixty <laughs> percent shill. Oh, okay, no. two left, Stephen. What hand does Ray use to offer Luke the lightsaber? Mm. Try and picture the scene. Very famous scene. Well, I remember from The Force Awakens. I'm going to take a guess and say the left, just because the camera was facing her from the left. Correct. <laughs> you're right. It's a, you're right. It's left. You've, uh, you're, you're now 60% shill. Going into oh, the no. last question, this is really rather embarrassing as a fandom menace uh, member. Okay, this is some very interesting trivia. Only even uh, Rune himself discovered this one. Well, mm. What is Ryan Johnson's cameo in The Last Jedi? Did you even know he had a cameo? No, I didn't. <laughs> right, here we go. Was it uh, his hand removing the dice in the Falcon or his hand caressing the Jedi books? So actually his cameo is just his goddamn hand. We can't have his round head getting involved. But uh, <laughs> right. he, he did have a cameo. It was his hand. Which scene was it? Oh, man. I had no idea. The dice? Correct. Oh, come on. You, you've got it right. I'm pleased to say, uh, Stephen, you are 70% shill. You clearly love my movie. And you are welcome into the pro-Disney crowd. Well done, Stephen. You'll always be my favorite man baby shill <laughs> do i get access now do i get to go to galaxy's edge you your tickets for galaxy's edge are in the mail cool. well done Stephen. <laughs> and now it's time for the star wars interview so Stephen, this is where we do what is called the star wars interview now this is based on uh the actor's studio show uh which was hosted by james lipton where he interviews various hollywood actors and right at the end he he does a, an interview and i've done my own star wars version so i'm about to put it to you stephen are you ready for your star wars interview uh yes i am okay here we go stephen who is your favorite character Hmm. Um, hard to say. You know, when I was a kid growing up, I always liked Yoda. <laughs> he was always my favorite. Um, Yoda and the Emperor. It sounds, it might be kind of weird. But <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, who is your least favorite character? Oh, boy. Right now, <laughs> maybe, might be Ray. <laughs> <laughs> That was Stephen who said that. It wasn't me. Right. <laughs> what is your favorite scene? Oh, that's the um, the last fight in Return of the Jedi with uh, Luke and yeah. Vader. Yeah. Yeah. That will always be the best. And what is your least favorite scene? Jeez, I don't know. Maybe um, Han Solo's death. Oh, okay. I mean... Uh, what is your favorite weapon, ship, or vehicle? My favorite weapon was always Darth Maul's lightsaber. Oh. The double-bladed. Yeah, for sure. And um, your least favorite weapon, ship, or vehicle? I don't like those new weapons in the... <laughs> those um, batons they use to fight the, with the lightsabers. Whatever that thing is, it, <laughs> it just... Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nonsense. Stephen, what is your favorite movie? I think, like we said earlier, I think my favorite is Return of the Jedi. You know, probably not the best, but it is still my favorite. And what is your least favorite movie? <laughs> the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Which Star Wars quote, phrase, or noise do you like the best? 
Um, I loved Boba Fett's quotes from the original before his voice was changed. <laughs> the original voice. Oh, okay. Uh, and what Star Wars profession would you like to attempt? Oh, in real life? I guess I'd be a Jedi. And what Star Wars profession would you not like to do? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to be a janitor like Finn. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Stephen, if Force Heaven exists... What would you like to hear Obi-Wan say when you become a Force ghost? Well done. <laughs> As he's tossing his burgers on the, uh, on the grill. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, well done like Vader. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, throw in a old funeral joke to finish it off. Good, oh, good work. <laughs> That was good, Stephen. Thank you for that. And thank you for being a guest on this show. It's been really great talking to you. Um, I know we've been in touch for a while now, but I was always wanted to get you on. You, you are one of the most positive members of the fandom menace, far thank from you. the uh, you know, the, the troll, the hater, the sexist, racist man baby, and all the rest of it that they like to call us. You are the opposite of all those things. So uh, I'm I'm so glad to you know to have you on, and we get to know a bit more about you and what you like, and what you don't like, and what what you hope for in future films and so on. Before we wrap it up, where can people find out more about you? They definitely need to follow you on Twitter because your Twitter is just blown up this year. So, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, yeah, my Twitter handle is um, Stephen Wayne Art, and my Instagram handle is the same. So you pretty much type in Stephen Wayne Art and you'll find me somewhere. Um, you can also see some work of mine, my artwork at um, artstation.com forward slash Stephen Wayne. And uh, yeah, so yeah, drop one by and say hi. Do it. And uh, for, for the, you know, for those of you who uh, somehow have managed to avoid that image that Stephen created and was retweeted by Mark Hamill, it's pinned to your Twitter profile, isn't it? So they'll see it as soon as they go and find you on Twitter. Oh, yeah. First thing. First thing. Do check it out. Well, Stephen, thank you again. We'll definitely talk again sometime in the future. But for now, all the best and may the force be with you. Thank you. You too. Appreciate being on. <laughs>